Second Samuel chapter 11. And it came to pass after the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabath. But David tarried at Jerusalem. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her, and she came in unto him, and he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanness. And then she returned to her house. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. David takes action to try to cover up the fact that the child is his. The first thing David does is contact Joab and tell him, send Uriah the Hittite back to me. He hopes that Uriah will go have sex with Bathsheba and then people will think the child is Uriah's. But Uriah proves to be a more honorable man than David expected. David said to Uriah, Go down to thy house and wash thy feet. And Uriah departed out of the king's house. And there followed him a mess of meat from the king. Verse 9, But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord and went not down to his house. And when they had told David, saying, Uriah went not down to his house, David said unto Uriah, Comest thou not from thy journey? Why then didst thou not go down into thine house? And Uriah said unto David, the ark and Israel and Judas abideth in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into my house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? As thou livest and as thy soul liveth, I will not do this thing. So David tries something else. He gets Uriah drunk, hoping that he will go down and have sex with Bathsheba. But Uriah doesn't do that. He continues to stay at the door of David's house all night. Verse 14. And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab, who was the captain of the troops of the army of Israel. And David sent it by the hand of Uriah. 
And David wrote him the letter saying, Set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle, and retire ye from him, that he may be smitten and die. Put him in the hottest battle, pull your troops back from Uriah, and let them kill Uriah. And it came to pass when Joab observed the city that he assigned Uriah into a place where he knew that valiant men were. And the men of the city went out and fought with Joab, and there fell some of the people of the servants of David, and Uriah the Hittite died also. Verse 26. And when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah her husband was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when the morning was past, David sent and fetched her to his house, and she became his wife and bare him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. That's the important thing. What does God think about all this? Is not God just? In tomorrow's podcast, we'll see the penalty that God brought against David. God forgave David the sin. He let him live. He didn't kill David. But David had to live with this penalty the rest of his life. It shows us a person could be forgiven but they might still have to live with the memory of what they did. I've certainly seen that happen in the case of a woman who committed abortion. Years later, she was born again, and she told me she just had not been able to get over that abortion. I told her, I said, but the blood of Jesus paid for your sin. You weren't even born again when you did this. But the fact is, the memory of what you did might not be erased that easily, though you are forgiven that sin. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.